You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I'm Jay Winger, being joined again by... Sam. And we're back to continue our binge of My Hero Academia Season 3. As I recall, this should be the last binge for Season 3. Last five episodes. Uh, Although, in our last binge, we instead did the first movie, Two Heroes. Yep. With uh, everything ending with the bad guy going full uh, Tetsuo (laughs) from Akira. Uh, But it was a a fun movie. Die Hard hard with superheroes. (laughs) But... um, The unfortunate part in in that one, you didn't see a whole lot of fighting between the villains and the heroes, except for... The two lackeys, and then the main... main. And, and, yeah, everything else is them versus robots, yeah. basically. Um, but it was still a chance to, you know, it's not murder if it's robots. So <laughs> they don't have to worry about, you know, the fact that they were using their powers against robots because robots don't have a, don't have personality chips, so it's okay. Um, but now we're back to wrap up the provisional licensing exam arc. Uh, again, where we left off... They are doing the rescue portion of the exam, having to rescue uh, quote unquote civilians, really, really just actors, uh, from a disaster zone scenario. And we found out by the end of the last episode that it's not just a rescue, it's a rescue and defend and fight. Mm-hmm. It's uh, because they're basically using one of the pro heroes, number 10 pro hero on the, in the world, or at least in Japan, uh, Gang Orca. All, yeah, AKA, number, the, AKA number three on the list of heroes who look like they should be villains. <laughs> yeah, that is the, the uh, Japan billboard. Oh, that is the build, Japan billboard, okay. Um, but yeah, still, number ten heroes start playing the part of the bad guy with his uh, gang of orcas, or whatever the heck they That's are. Just henchmen, it looks just like. It, minions, basically. Minions, in a sense. Um, but yeah, so all of Class 1A made it into the provisional licensing, made it to this part of the exam. Yes. Um, we were introduced to some uh, notables from some of the other schools. Uh, what was the name of that? Gale Force was one of them. Yeah, that's his hero name. Uh, I couldn't remember off the top of my head what his uh, given name was. I, I had it and then I lost it. Uh, Yorashi. Uh, and uh, we also had Mora, the Yeti-looking guy with the hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kami, who... There's something more going on with her, but it's not clear what. Uh, I still suspect that one of... that The one that Deku encountered wasn't really Kami, but I could be entirely wrong. I am basing this on nothing except the fact that she seemed to be behaving very similarly to Toga. Um, well, you've also got... we got to remember that this is the... These are first years. The 1A... Yeah, 1A is is all first years, and they're going up against second and third second years. Second and third years, trying yeah. to get their provisional licenses. That UA is always uh, literally underneath the... Uh, on, on the target. Mm. They are the target of all the other schools because they're so... Because when you're number one, everyone... I mean, it's, it's a prominent school. It's also televised the... Uh, Sports festival. So everybody knows what their powers and weaknesses and, are. I mean, you go, you go or at least they know what their powers are and they can deduce what those weaknesses might be. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's it's understandable why 
uh, UA would always be targeted. So with this coming up now, knowing how or theorizing how the point system works, do you think all of 1A will be able to uh, complete this task? And if so... In theory, yes, they could. Do I think they are all going to? No. Who is who, think, who? Who is not going to make it? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, come on, throw out some guesses. You got uh, I suspect that the six that we saw in the uh, special episode last time, you know, the ones who did the like hostage situation thing. Granted, that was technically a couple of months prior to this, but uh, I suspect those six are probably going to all make it, or at least most of those six will. I want. I want. Names of who ain't gonna make it. Um, I want some names. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I honestly, there's no real way, way for me to guess. Minetta, I'm guessing is probably not gonna get. The best way to guess is who do you think is gonna f it up so badly they lose points? Bakugo. Bakugo. <laughs> Bakugo would absolutely screw it up because he will suddenly be like. Ah, great! There's some bad guys for me to for me to kill, and he that that is what he'll say: kill, not take out, because that's how Bakugo is. Is there wired anyone now. else you think would lose enough points? Mm. At least part of one A. Possibly Deku, be- simply because he he doesn't always think things through straight away the way he's supposed to. He he. I don't know. Once he got on track with with the. The old man child. Yeah. Once uh, once the once that old man basically explained to him what he was what he did wrong, suddenly he's like, Okay, I need to focus on so this. So do you think he would make any more pro- uh, problems along hmm. the way there? I That's don't... the thing. Bakugo is clear, he's just reckless as hell and he's definitely gonna lose points. He already lost points in the beginning. Possibly Shoto, simply because if he, you know, uses his powers he he doesn't have fine control so much that he should. It's like, his stuff goes big. Yeah, he, he goes by the whole go big or go home, and he doesn't want to go home. His Endeavor's there. This is true. Well, oh yeah, that's right, Endeavor is there watching it, this, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty sure he is. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know who, who else is really, I could see screwing up big to the point that they lose lose a whole bunch of points. Do you think anyone from any of the other schools that you've seen would not qualify? Hmm. I, th- that's tougher to that's tougher to say. Because um, we also had the K Academy folks. Uh, Makabe, Shindo, Nakagame, and Toteki. I think all f- four of those made it into this made it into this round. Pretty sure. Um Shindo, I could possibly see screwing up if he goes too too widespread with his vibration powers. I remember, like, were they second or third year? I think they were second. Years. I think they were second years. Yo, Arashi could also probably go a little bit too hard with his with his wind powers. But you saw that they were the the vibration dude was the one manning the uh, the help center, wasn't he? Or I can't he? remember. It's been a few. It's been a few days, and that was you know, uh, a movie and a movie and a spe- and an episode ago. <laughs> so there's, I can't remember specifically where everybody was when uh, Gang Orca showed up. Hmm. Well, we've got. <laughs> like I said, I don't we think I. We got some names down. We don't. 
know specifically who all is. Uh, I don't know. I can't really guess at who's going to lose lose enough points to not make it because honestly, this my hero does just enough throws just enough curveballs at you as on a regular basis that you're like, okay, this isn't quite what I was expecting. I don't know no, what, what to expect. What if I told now. you it was Sula Chaka that didn't make it? I'd, I'd call you a liar because I can't see both of them failing. <laughs> One, maybe, but... Uh, I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> just like, nah. <laughs> just like, nah. Not both of them. Because, you know, Sue's so reckless. and Yeah, Sue, I can't see... And Ochako, I mean... The only way there is if she maybe floats something wrong and it costs, and it causes like something to collapse, maybe. But she's already on, on target with who she's teamed up with right this now. This is true. So. So, I think that about wraps up this little intro. So, uh, that will uh, be back after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, the Race Nerd Podcast. Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. Concluded Season 3 of and the whole licensing exam arc. So... Let me start by saying, with regards to uh, Kami, I called it, <laughs> I called it that it was indeed Toga in disguise. We found out what her quirk was, uh, that her, she can transform into anybody whose blood she is, she ingest. is, it has ingested, uh, which explains a lot about why she sort of admires Stain. <laughs> yeah, he, he does, does a little bit of the ingestion mm-hmm. one day. But like I like I said uh, in two binges ago, <laughs> when There's we one, went one question I gotta ask about that before we move on. Uh-huh. How do you discover these quirks if they're blood ingestion ones? You just all of a sudden drinking somebody else's blood? Maybe. Um, f- but based on what we <laughs> saw, but based on what we saw in the movie on I Island, granted I Island is a place that studies quirks and has has technology that's geared towards that sort of thing. I imagine there's probably lesser versions of whatever is on I-Island that allows them to study quirks because Dave Shield was able to see uh, All Might's strength, his power, his quirk, essentially depleting. Or that it had gotten much, much weaker. Could have been compared back to old data he had. This is true, but the fact that he was able to gauge that previously... And that, and you know, I, maybe there's ways for them to tell that sort of thing. But it's a good point. But it's like, how do you figure out a weird esoteric quirk like something where it's like you yeah, ingest somebody's blood and then you can paralyze them or transform into them or whatever? Um, it's a good point, but I don't know how how you would uh, how you would figure out something like togas exactly. But um, the well, we and we got, but going back to the licensing exam thing, we got some explanation as to why 
Yorashi hates Endeavor and by extension Shoto that he was you know that Yorashi looked up to heroes as a kid and looked up to heroes like Endeavor also and you know the, the fact was Endeavor wasn't really interested in trying to be the public sort of like friendly to all hero like All Might was. He yeah. was more interested in uh, beat, in, in beating in beating villains, which is actually a thing I wanted to bring up. The uh, it sort of relates back to something that I brought up back in season one with uh, passion versus ambition. With you know regards to Deku and like Bakugo, Bakugo at the time came across more as somebody that wanted to be a hero to be famous. Whereas Deku was wanted to be a hero because he wanted to help people, you know, passion, you know, a passion for hero work versus a, using hero work as a means to get famous, and that also is, you know, it comes up sort of with Endeavor and All Might, but it's not there. It's not so much, uh, you know, passion versus ambition. It's more compassion versus like justice in a sense he's also all might number one mm -hmm. and when he realized he couldn't be number one he seeked out uh sought out a wife to bear him a child that can <clears throat> overtake and become number one with uh quirk marriages that mm -hmm. we talked about before but i get you know granted we don't have we haven't gotten like a really in-depth backstory with endeavor Exploring his uh, motivations and everything, but from what we've seen, All Might is trying to be a hero so that he can help people and <clears throat> and everything. Whereas Endeavor seems like he's using it as a as a means to punish evildoers. To let loose. Yeah, to to sort of let loose with his. That is a fair. That is a fair point. Um, and. But getting back to Yorashi, you know, getting just sort of smacked aside by Endeavor when he tried to, like, get an autograph. And then when uh, they were doing, like, the testing to try to get into UA, he met Shoto, recognized that he was Endeavor's son, and tried to basically be friendly with him. Tried to basically, okay, maybe he's not like his dad. And Shoto, who at the time was solely focused on... Being being the best he can, but trying not to be like his father, inadvertently acted exactly like his father. It was just sort of dismissive, well, like I you're think, in my way. I think he also mentioned his dad in both uh, times he encountered him. That's true. Which, um, of course, in his mind, he's just like, yeah, you say my dad's name. That's literally his trigger. Yeah, it's and it sort of immediately shut him down out of friendly mode. It's just sort of like, I stay stay away from me because you just said the wrong thing. But uh, like you're in my way. yeah, and so it led to the led to the two of them just sort of butting heads during the uh, during the exam as they were trying to fight Gang Orca, uh, where it's like they kept getting in, getting in each other's way and yelling at one another, and it took Deku jumping in to sort of save Shindo who'd gotten knocked down by Orca's. Uh, Point blank uh, so sonic blast, and he's just like, "What the hell are you two doing?" And they're like, Sh "They both independently realized, shit, <laughs> I did fuck up." And so they managed to, without actually talking to one another, 
combine their quirks into a fire tornado to keep Orca pinned in place. And this is while they were practically <laughs> They were both immobilized, immobilized yeah. Uh, because they'd both gotten Masonic Blast as well. And... Also, um, spotlighting how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. As, as... Both one years. Yep. And... In the end, the students managed to... F- complete the exam they got all the civilians evacuated and pinned down the villain so they called the exam posted the results which is where one of the cliffhangers came up and i and i was like oh i could see why you were pissed off watching it weekly um but as for the results everybody in class 1a passed except for shoto because of his screwing screwing up with Yorashi and Bakugo because it's Bakugo. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when you're graded as in starting point value 100 and you lose points mm-hmm. as you mess up, yep. you go below 50 points and you're out. And, they, and furthermore, and this was pointed out uh, by the students, it's like there was no way to earn back points in the test. No it was way to earn back points. And they also said, well, why, why, why let us. Why continue? let the people who. who basically flunked out even stay in the exam and thankfully they covered that yeah it's just sort of like we need you uh because the whole the hero public safety committee uh had been given a new mandate by the national police force or whatever uh basically it's like recognizing all mike is down that's going to cause crime rates to go up we need the we need heroes to step up step up but we need heroes that are capable of working together you know, so we're not relying on just one person to be the symbol of peace. We yeah. need we need groups. We need a strong force, especially because they're looking at these like groups like the League of Villains and and other groups starting to come up, starting to rise to uh, oppose the Hero Society. And uh, where what else was it? Oh yeah, well, and we also saw All Might go to the Tartarus prison to meet with All for One. Yeah, that was... Which is just All for One, you know, completely, like, virtually immobilized in a, in a, in a wheelchair on a breathing mask. And he basically talks about, it's like, if I get an itch and I need to try to scratch, scratch it against my chair, every single gun in, every single one of these automated guns in the room, you know, immediately points at me. Uh, you know, they're, they're constantly monitoring my brain waves in case I try to use my quirk sort of thing. It's just sort of like, it's, it's a horrible way to live, but given that it's all for one, it's entirely necessary. I don't think, I don't think they're doing enough. Yeah. Uh, and all for one was just completely confident, you know, had a smile on his face the whole time while he's talking to all to all might and basically said that they're not too dissimilar they both had an ideal and they strove to to make it to make it a reality and he and even though he has no idea what's going on in the outside world because they're not telling him they're not giving him any sort of news reports or anything he he still knows pretty much what's going on and i think mainly because of his immense amount of quirks Mm -hmm. that if he is to know, like, maybe something happens that they think that he might have set up outside that he could 
break out and escape immediately. Yeah. Um, um, certain circumstances, oh, the downfall of this, I, the Rocky, that. Yeah, but I think the reason he he still he still seems seems so informed is because he is the chess master. Yeah, he's he, already thought like hundred. He expected to go into prison. Mm-hmm. He expected this fight. He expected he, all yeah. of this. You know, he went into the fight. You know, basically, he's like, if I lose, All Might is still going to be removed from the board. Yep. If I win. All Might is removed from the board. <laughs> so for him, it was a it's win-win. like it was a it, you know it was a win win, um, and but there was there was a great shot in the middle of that conversation, and this is one of those like animation is just fantastic thing, where they had the t- their t- their faces like superimposed over one another, uh, not quite like half on one side, half on the other, sort of like. It was literally looking through the glass and being able to see the yeah, see, see, seeing seeing the reflection of All Might's face over All for One's, yeah. and if you can even say what All All for One has is even a face, right? He's because like, oh, he, he, like, how the hell do you see? You don't have eyes. Quirk. He has some quirk. Uh, yeah, his face, his head is like all scar tissue except for his mouth. He probably has some kind of weird sonar, like Daredevil esque thing. If, or he has just perceptions just as long as his skin is exposed he can see through it who knows what who knows what sort of quirks he has it's um well, power times eight or whatever the hell uh-huh. is that one time spring the spring coil thing or whatever and then we had Deku versus Bakugo part two <laughs> yeah where you know this is where I guess uh the starting to show that Bakugo is not while he is a jerk, there is there there are hidden depths to him. He basically called Deku over to uh, training ground Beta or whatever, where they've had their first fight uh, in at uh, UA, and he basically revealed that he put to put it all together with regards to what Deku had told him uh, about how he was given this this quirk. I'll do what I can with this borrowed quirk and. Mm-hmm. And he basically put it all together with between that and All Might uh, coming coming to town and the the Sludge Monster encounter, the All Might getting weaker and everything. He basically realized that he he straight up says All Might gave you his gave you his quirk, didn't he? And then he basically he wants to settle out, settle uh, like who's better. Come at me, nerd. Yeah, come at me, nerd, and you better bring every bit of your power, because, well, and he sort of revealed that he, he has a guilt complex going, uh, because the con- the whole fight between All Might and All for One happened because, kind of because Bakugo had gotten kidnapped by the League of Villains, he feels responsible for what happened to All Might, and. For a kid that had looked up to All Might for his entire childhood, that's something that that can eat at you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the reason why your hero fell. Yeah, and he's also just like, why did All Might choose you? You didn't have any, you didn't have any, quir- have any quirk or anything like that. And yeah, you know, and while they're, you know, he's trying to fight Deku, and he's shown that he's learned from. That first encounter as well. He's got a h- incredibly fast reaction time, and 
Deku's doing everything he can to try not to fight him because he doesn't really want also to. Also trying to outthink him, but yeah, and but Bakugo says, "Yeah, don't think, don't overthink here, think yeah. overthinking things as usual." Uh, just yeah. basically telling him to just come at me, nerd. <laughs> and Deku realizes, I've gotten better with the full cowling. Yeah, he's know, no longer doing five, he's doing like eight percent now. Which gives him another increase in speed since he's mostly putting it into his legs. And even then he uh, he gets a few good hits in on on Bakugo, but Bakugo very quickly shows he's very, very good when it comes to close quarters combat. He manages to turn it around and pin Deku to the to the ground. So it's he has like, legs and both arms on his head. And yeah. you're like, wait, Jesus. He thought all this through from an explosion from the sky. Yeah, after he gotten hit by one of, by the punch, because Deku basically realized Bakugo knows that I'm using my kicks more, but that doesn't mean I can't still punch. Yep. And he just uses his left left arm, which is the one that's less fucked up, and just clocked him in the face. And Bakugo still managed to then. Flip, well, flip him around and rocket him into the ground. Deku was using hardly any strength, but he was just probably basic base strength to punch him. Because he, because he does, because he's aware of how powerful his quirk can be if he goes if he goes all out with it, and he doesn't want to do that to Bakugo because as much as Bakugo is a, has been an asshole to him for pretty much his entire life, he he also thinks that that Deku looks down on him for some mm. reason. Well, that's like the weirdest <clears throat> way to think about it when. You're holding yourself so high and mighty, and this kid just all he does is follow you around, looking up to you. Yeah, well, and I think it, I think the whole looking down on him thing came more from when Deku started excelling at uh, UA. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Especially, you know, with it's like he. But he's never Deku's never made it like, oh yeah, I'm better than you now. What up, bitch? No, he's literally just like, I'm just gonna do everything I can to try to to try to surpass you. But he's the thing. He's but he's not. To surpass but he's, him because. He's always been the punching bag. Yeah, and that was the thing in, when the during the fight when Deku finally was like, "I do actually have to fight him because he's not going to let me just keep retreating." Well, and he's just like, "I'm done being your punching bag." The big thing about it is, Bakugo made Deku that way. Mm-hmm. If Bakugo didn't pick on him as much as he did when he were kids throughout school, all the different times, Deku wouldn't have that drive, that motivation to push himself. To try to be better than someone that already has a quirk that is very versatile very and versatile very, very powerful. And much better than his at the time, not having one. He. Yeah. You made your own monster. And Bakugo has no one but himself to blame for making Deku as powerful as he is. Or making Deku as driven. Driven, yeah. As he is. The power kind of comes from, comes from All Might, but the drive to excel, to. To push himself even Plus further, yeah. Um, but then after the after the fight's over, All Might shows up, and we'd seen that Aizawa had been notified that a couple of students had been breaking curfew, but then that All Might sort of had stopped him, and All Might walks up, reveals that he overheard like everything, and does put some of the blame on himself for not recognizing uh, Bakugo Bakugo's feelings about everything. That it's like it's not just strength that we should be concerned about. It's like mental fortitude and emotions as well. The other thing, Bakugo doesn't really make it very clear that he's hurting at all. Mm-hmm. And 
Bakugo asks him, why did you pick him? And All Might basically says, because even though, you know, it, it goes back again to the sludge monster, the sludge villain guy. It's like, he points out, it's like, even though he, he doesn't have any power or any quirk, he still acted like a hero should have. And that Bakugo, it's like, I, you already have all this power and, all, and, and everything. You, you are basically already driven to, to, you have it in you and you are already working very hard capable. to achieve and capable of achieving your dream. He needed that extra step to be able to achieve it. And, and essentially, that's what it boiled down to. And then he also tells Bakugo, I was already losing my power. I knew going into that fight that I was going to be that I knew that the day was going to come when I was going to lose my power. It was not your fault. That fight was going to happen one way or another. And Bach goes, you know, still being like a jerk jerk about it, and you know, and this is also where he sort of it shows that he's got that hit those hidden depths. He's like, so who else knows about you two? And he's just sort of like among the teachers, just uh, just recovery girl. the recovery girl and the and principal Nezu. Uh, among the students, you're the only one. And Bakugo puts it together. It's like if we're the truth about this were to get out, it would screw things up even worse. So um, I'll keep your secret. <laughs> and All Might's just sort of like I was getting ready. I was ready to beg on my hands and knees for you not to do it, but. You showed that you know showed showed that uh, Bakugo's not nearly as much of a jerk as he as he comes across. Well, he is, but there's yeah. there's a heart of gold under that crusty exterior. I don't know about gold, tin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think his uh, heart is of any precious metal. Yeah. Uh, but and Aizawa's getting ready to just punish the both of them, and All Might's like, "This is on me. I'm the one that." I'm the one who didn't recognize that there was there was a whole lot going on here below the surface. This need they needed to get this out, get this out of them sort of thing. Also, also saying mentioning Bakugo's uh, complex. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and so Aizawa places them under house arrest for uh, three days for Deku, four days for Bakugo. It's like the returning from summer. Yeah, first classes, so they're missing out on big stuff. It's like you're in, you're you're grounded, you know, full on grounded, housework, suspended, sort of sort of thing. So they're basically just stuck doing housework uh, for three days, and naturally, Minetta, you know, and uh, Saro start using that as an excuse to be excuse to sort of pick on Bakugo about it. Yeah, um, but then we got. A little bit of focus on more of the aftermath with All Might's retirement. Because we got, we were sort of introduced to this guy. Now, at first, when I saw his face, I thought that, you know, the thing in the middle of his forehead was literally just like he maybe has one of those sort of like skull. Like, there are some people that have like a sort of different sort of shape to their skull where oh, it can yeah. cause that sort of like, almost feels like there's like a ridge or something oh, yeah. in the middle of their head. You find out later, no, that's a scar. <laughs> a scar from. Uh, but I'm looking. But this guy is just there, looking out the window, thinking to himself, smoking a cigarette, and apparently having an argument with himself. And I'm just like, why do I feel like I know what's going on here, or should know? And then we find out later, this is twice, <laughs> and that he, 
he does have a cloning quirk. He's like uh, multiple man, uh, Madrox. Um, and he basically lived like a king while he had a bunch of his clones doing everything. And, and then they were they until they basically are like, wait, why are we taking orders from this guy? Because we have the same power that he does. And they basically all slaughtered one another. And well, first the po- they tied him up, then they argued over who was who was the real who was the real uh, twice, and it left the left the guy that had been tied up in the chair, you know, sort of worrying about, am I the real one? Well, yeah, he really is the real one because they have that massive cut across his forehead. Yeah, but it's just sort of like do, we don't know, <laughs> kind of thing. But you know, it's just like the arguing in his head just gets worse and worse until he puts the mask on, and that sort of helps calm him down. But he, it seems that he thinks that that scar is him splitting apart. Yeah. Um, and then he put the mask on. He said, "Now I feel whole." Well, and it sort of highlighted the whole sequence with Twice also highlighted uh, that there are uh, that lesser villains, Hillary. lesser villains are starting to. Uh, band together into groups. We got we saw this like gang of uh, thugs, really calling themselves the Reservoir Dogs. You know, breaking you know, breaking out of a convenience store and stealing the cash register before driving off in a truck. And when we saw them later, uh, they'd all been killed by another group of villains, um, Shia Hisaki or something like that. Shia has- Yeah, uh, Sam's looking it up on his phone right now. That's just how to say it. Well, spell it out, I can probably. Uh, just go on about something else. Okay, well, and the main one that got some focus was the, uh, this one called Overhaul. They're all wearing like Plague Doctor style masks. Um, but Overhaul was the only one that we got introduced to, and later, uh, in the season finale, we saw him being, we saw twice taking Overhaul to meet with the League of Villains. Um, oh, and speaking of the League of Villains with Toga, she has a a drop of his, of, of Deku's blood, which is a very bad thing. (laughs) For a variety of reasons, but not least of which is the fact that that could potentially carry the quirk and it could be taken or copied, duplicated, some or whatever, we don't know. But if, regardless, somebody the having. Thing with that, didn't um, All Might say that the quirk has to be given, it cannot be taken? Okay. that That's a different uh, thing. Although that's only where it applies to actually trying to pass it on. Somebody can't, like, grab a, grab a hunk of your hair and then be like, ha now I have it. No. Um, but all for one, I suspect, is, is somebody that could actually be like, yeah, no, that quirk's mine now. I'm taking it back. <clears throat> Why? He, and I think the only reason he didn't do it uh, in the fight with All Might was because, or maybe it's possible, maybe it doesn't work that way. Um... Because I suspect in their first encounter, if he was capable of taking the, that quirk away from All Might, he would have done so. Maybe that's what he was trying to do when he grabbed, when he like gave him that injury. But um, back to um, 
after uh, we get introduced to twice and a brief introduction with Overhaul. It's uh, the highlight of Shie. Okay, Shie. Hasa Hasaiki or something like that. Hasaiki. I'll figure out how it's, I'll figure out how it's pronounced later. I'll just jot it down in my notes here. Um, that took me a while to try to find one without spoilers. But so new school year essentially begins or next term at least. Uh, they have like their little commencement ceremony, uh, and one A with the exception of Deku and Bakugo. Uh, are told about hero work studies, uh, which is something that's normally for upperclassmen. It's basically like the next step up from the internships that they did. It's like working alongside actual heroes, but instead of being treated as guests, they're more like sidekicks or even pros in, in their own right. It's a, another great, great way to get some experience. And... That's when uh, when Deku returns to class, they go over this the work study thing again, and we're introduced to the big three, the top three students at uh, UA, all upperclassmen. Uh, there was uh, Amajiki, uh, emo boy. Uh, we don't know much about him apart from the fact that he's not good with crowds and gets stage fright. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we had Najire Hado, uh, who is like bubbly motor mouth. <laughs> no, she just like has no filter. <laughs> that that too. She went for like everyone's everything. It's like, hey, what's up with the mask? What? what are you sick or something? Or yeah, like, what's up with your scar? Uh, yeah. How about those horns? Do you if they if they, they if they were to break off, would they grow back? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then we no, had. She's like a good representation of the weird audiences that watch it. Like. Huh. That's true. (laughs) Like, if you're just seeing all these people for the first time... It's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Um, What's with those spirals on your fingertips? I mean, that's literally just a... What? Ochaka. Yeah, well, I think that... I think that's... Oh, she actually had those. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes that's literally just, like, an artistic thing. No, she's the only one that has them, and I think they actually mentioned it in earlier episodes we saw. Um, And then we had Pip-Boy. Uh, Mirio Tagata. <laughs> we call him Pip Boy because his face literally looks like the freaking Pip Boy from Fallout. But it's Pip Boy. He's been to the gym. Yeah, that he put all of his stats into strength. Mm, no, I wouldn't say he's put all of them into strength because he's put well, a lot into. He's put well. He messed no, 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 up no. strength first. Yes, and then he started up. And then he started up upping his uh, intelligence like, score and uh, and endurance. Yeah, um, and his quirk at first comes across seems like it's overpowered, but because he basically, it's they call it permeate. Essentially, he can phase through anything, um, including his clothes when he activates it. Um, but he See, everyone's quirk has its downside. Mm-hmm. But he then, uh, after he challenges basically all of one A to a fight, With all of you, all of you against me at once. <laughs> Without them knowing his quirk what his, at all. What, what his quirk was at all. Uh, and he basically effortlessly defeats the entire class. In, like, except for, of course, Bakugo that was except, at home. Ba- except for Bakugo who was at home. And Shoto, who was uh, 
forced to stand stand out. He wasn't forced. He's kept himself out. Oh, he kept himself he out. He said, okay. I shouldn't be able to since I didn't get my license. Yeah, that's fair. Um, also a good way of saying, yeah, I could have froze the ground and stopped him mid- midway. Except I don't know that that would have worked. Well, he's expecting the ground to stay where it is. Not yes, but from how his but from how his quirk, he explained how his quirk works, when he like concentrates on it and sort of phases through like into the ground. When he releases it, because he can't, he just kind of shoots. It, up. it shoots him, shoots him right out of it. If they would have figured it out, he would. They would have been able to make it to where he'd have like a little gap. That and then bang, also- smack, smack into it. Maybe, um, but he also basically says, when uh, I'm using my quirk, I can't breathe. I can't see anything. I can't hear like anything. Air passes through. Like air passes hand. through me, and it's like all like all of his senses. All of his senses essentially are nullified. So when how the hell does he know where he's going? It's like he basically. Well, he he explained calculated. he. Well, yeah, it's calculated. You know, through experience, he's learned how to predict predict how people will react. <laughs> the fact that he was just throwing his wang around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Jiro, especially. She got an um, but yeah, he, you know, they, they it's like when one day after he explained what his quirk was, they were like, that's really strong. He's like, he said, actually, it's not. I've just had to learn how to make use of it to the best of my ability. And also if he was, didn't work out and, and become physically strong, it's, it wouldn't be that useful of a quirk. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just a case of, I, you know, my quirk is potentially powerful, but only with the correct application, and I had to learn, work hard to learn how to apply it correctly. And, you know, mission accomplished, <laughs> in a nutshell. I almost dropped the bomb on his superhero name. You did. I was thinking about it for a second, I was like, eh, oh, yeah. Don't there's t- there's yeah. a huge arc, of course, we are introduced to the big three now. Yeah. But there's a huge arc in the next season that has a lot to do with the big three, and him especially. Mm. Yeah, I think I've seen some of the promotional art for season four, and he's all over it. So um, I already knew the, is, I already knew the face, but I didn't know who, which who is he why was. I was. Really pissed when Awesome Con got canceled, and he was going to be a voice actor there. To yeah, autographs. Yeah, there. Corona, Corona kind of fucked up a lot of that. I specifically uh, ordered the pop of him, and it was a special order from another store. I mean, it was one of those exclusives. Yeah. Because, of course, you can only get, like, five of the characters from that set, and then the other nine are exclusives, one each to a different place. Mm-hmm. And a place I've never heard of. Um, until then. Yeah, and Mirio is, you know, here's the thing about him, because, uh, and Aizawa commented on this uh, while he was watching the fight between Mirio and, and 1A. He basically said he's the one who's closest to becoming the new number one. Including other pros, which coming from Aizawa is pretty high praise, because Aizawa doesn't really praise anybody. And it's not that Aizawa's seen him for the first time; these these kids are third years, Mm -hmm. so he they were probably in his class. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's uh, they're setting up stuff for season four with the work study stuff. Deku contacted Gran Torino. It's just sort of like we haven't yet been given permission to, for this, but it's like I want to reach out to see about you know working with you again for the work study. And Gran Torino's like I'm busy with other stuff right now, uh, but why don't you try reaching out to All Might's former sidekick? And then you 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Deku's like, well, I wasn't like that, but Deku was like, what? <laughs> no, Deku knew who his sidekick Yeah, was. but it's just sort of like, I was just like, oh, okay, so his sidekick's still out there, kind of thing. Um, who do you think it is? I have oh, no idea. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's I, have, I have literally nothing to base like, it on. I'm going to drop the name, but no, I'm not. That's kind of a spoiler. I have literally nothing to base it on, so I can't. Um, and... And you know we got the we got the big three introduced there. Bakugo is you got to meet Bubble Girl too. Uh, Bubble Girl. <laughs> yeah. You mean uh, you mean Hato? Nope, the blue girl. I'm just dropping. The oh, okay. Girl. Yeah, that's right. We saw like a couple of heroes towards the end of the uh, towards the end. Talking about overhaul. Like pro yeah pro heroes that were apparently had apparently had overhaul under surveillance, and now they they're aware he's made contact with the League of Villains. And so they're now they're getting ready to move, and one of them was like this blue skin girl with uh, like a little clear face mask thing. I have nothing to base base her off of. Uh, quick little thing about that: um, people went nuts saying that it was uh, a very risque outfit for a character. Why would he? Why would the artist and the creator sexualize a character like that? That was actually a fan contest winner. A fan's character got go. created, and for winning, got to be put in. And furthermore, and furthermore, game. while you're talking about sexualizing and 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 well, outfits like that, exactly, guys. exactly. And, and while we're on the subject, we can't just say it's all the women. I mean, uh, Kaminari, Kaminari, Shindo, shirtless all the time. Shindo, Mirio, Mirio. <laughs> Anytime he fights, right? Um. There's been there are plenty of other cases where it's like, it's not just the girls that are getting sexualized here, dude. Like, yes, she's showing underboob. Yes, she's showing. Uh, like the entire midriff, basically. Yeah. It's like if, if those shorts were hanging any lower on the hips, we'd be we'd be seeing. Well, blurs. Yes. <laughs> we would be getting blurs. Yeah, because it's Japan, be, because uh, because Japan. <laughs> and it would not be uh, on Funimation. Yeah. Um... But still, I judge the character on the character, the way it looks. It's like, yeah, everybody doesn't like Garbage Baby Boy, but still. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking Mineta? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, he's, God. He's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. All these characters have a purpose. All these characters have a reason why they are. We don't know much about her quirk as of right now. Because they she literally just a introduced lot more it. skin exposed in order for her yeah. to work. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Momo, Momo has to, you know, Momo's quirk requires her skin to be exposed so she can create the stuff from it. That's why she, her outfit is that Midnight way. Midnight has to cover, has to show it, I mean, because part of her character, mm-hmm. not her character, but her personality. Persona she puts on as a hero. But then she also has to have this tearawayable fabric so she can expose her skin to use her quirk mm-hmm. which they said her old outfit was more risque yeah so um but yeah uh the, ser- the series is still is still going strong um the animation quality remains high the fight the fight Let's between deku and quick. bakugo yes i was Nuts. i was just going back to that oh holy crap you know when it was, you watch an anime oh my God, with yeah. a lot of fights you go you say well i mean dragon ball every single one of their fights you can interchange the different characters in the fight. You can have the different gods and the different characters, and they're always fighting. But the animation style stays consistent the entire episode, the entire fight. 
Mm-hmm. Every fight, you can go from this yep. fight to 100 episodes later fight. In My Hero Academia, they use different artists in different episodes to emphasize different things. And, the, and, and it's just so fucking good. Yes. I mean, that's just an understatement. Like, there was that, there was that shot of the two of them in midair. And, like, the camera, like, swoop, sweeps in up the street and then a, through the air and around them. And, like, and the, the... clashes. It's not the clashes. blurry. It's, it's very visible. And you know when shit's going real, when it does get that bolt of lightning, when it does have that big... Like, when, when Deku started using his faster speed and you just see him just go... And, like, they sort of black out the rest of the background so they can just focus and on the two of them. Darken it when it has big flashes of color mm-hmm. one probably to reduce uh seizures but mm. to to emphasize the color the Fire to make to make color. the lightning sort of pop off of deku and the and the sparks of uh oh. bakugo's uh quirk getting activating it's it's freaking amazing it is amazing uh and, and I, mean, I did read that they used a lot of different artists in different episodes to accentuate what's going on mm-hmm yeah, the character designs remain, uh, you know, they don't fall into the trap that a lot of, uh, that a lot of artists fall into, where it's just sort of like, they don't make, they de-emphasize the facial features of characters that aren't important. Um, and, uh, you know, every single, like, practically every person With the that, exception of when they were checking out their, their results. Yes. There was, like, literally great people... And then some some stuff like that, but it's like otherwise they tend to like every single person has a generally has a unique face. You could see every single person. Don't Mm -hmm. know who the hell they are. One person had a peg for a head. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And yeah, and it's just like there's this guy who has like completely black skin and silver hair. We don't know what's going on with him, but that's another student. Actually, part of class C. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Talking to one C, uh, you know, and talking to the other classes, you know, one B all passed their exam. Yeah, so of course, course Manoma, Manoma was called that. You're like, oh yeah, Manoma's gonna. Just... Manoma's gonna be an insufferable prick about it, but then he's always an insufferable prick. Uh, and one C was there, and we saw Shinso again. But, but we also got introduced to Pony. Oh, Pony! That's right, if, like an exchange student or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and. Uh, was Monomo basically sort of whispering in her ear, say this, say this, and she does without knowing what she was saying. It was adorable. It was. Like her tr- talking like a thug with like this cute little voice. <laughs> uh, and Shinso, we saw Shinso again. Yeah. Uh, and like apparently, he's, apparently he's been hitting the gym because they sort of commented that he looked bulkier. But, you know. Well, because he does have that one quirk that is potentially very through, powerful. He's got to fight. He, he has to fight and when it happened at the sports festival, that probably opened his eyes, going, "Oh, shit. this is this is this is a weakness that I need to that I need to work to close." Definitely been hitting the gym all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, but the fact that they put some focus on him briefly suggests to me that he's going to get some, maybe get some focus next season. One um, B is probably always going to be like the also rants going on there. Um, oh, actually, next season it has a lot more to do with B, surprisingly. Okay, well Towards that's the end. That's f- that's the fair because they sort of have always been out of focus compared to one A. Um, 
and I'm sure that there are probably people out there who have sort of written their own like adventures or whatever for, for them uh, because that, there's always that sort of sort of thing going around out there but yeah they're setting up they're continuing to set things up for next for uh, what's coming with the the League of Villains and other villain groups out there like Overhaul's group and um, you know we, we know that uh, Shigaraki is up is up to something and all for one is very is still smug and confident even though he's in super ultra high max super security um, uh, it's uh, super max plus ultra yeah there you go <laughs> that's the, far better than how I could have put it <laughs> plus ultra super max um, and you know of course 1A you know with the work study stuff going on and everything it's it is still a fantastic show and I'm very much looking forward to doing uh, probably doing season four, which we'll probably start recording our binges for in a couple of weeks. So that'll, but that probably won't get uploaded until twenty twenty one. So uh, that's a good, good, good wrap up point. Yep. Uh, so that, yeah, that we've been go- talking for almost an hour here. So uh, that should uh, conclude things for season three. So. Still a great show. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, highly recommend it. Absolutely, freaking If you're a fan, if you if you like superhero stuff, like western style superhero stuff, and you like anime, you should absolutely check this check this series out. I mean, there there is really no real way to put it other than you need to check it out. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing show. The animation, the art style, the pacing, the pacing, the pacing. Yes, enough. How much. I stop watching animes because the pacing gets so sluggish or it feels like I need to wait like four episodes before I get to the point of an episode. Like Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is one of those ones that love to drag out the... Used the, to. Like Super, Super's got so, a lot Okay, of yeah, that's, a, that's fair. I'm still basing this off of DBZ. Yeah. Well, to me, like, I fell out of Bleach because they even had arcs and arcs of filler. And that was because they were just constantly trying to crank stuff out and the, they were getting too far ahead of the manga. And, and the, the bigger thing is, it doesn't, like, the little bits of episodes that are considered filler episodes are not really filler when you're still getting, gathering that information and you're still progressing the story. Like, the, like the, them at the, at the pool. Yeah. You're still progressing it forward. It was the closest thing to an actual filler episode that they've ever had. The, the only one that's really kind of filler was the special episode before the movie. And even that... That was to lead into... The exactly. Movie. And it was just literally... That technically could have played right before the movie. Yep. And so... and Which is exactly how we did it when we, when we watched it. But, uh, yeah. So, still highly recommended. Still very much enjoying. But uh, this is about time for us to wrap it up. So, for Sam, I am Jay... And we'll see you when we do our next binge. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel. And give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.